it, are women or men more affected by infertility? Some of the research I looked at said that women seem to have the bigger problem, even though the, men, the male sperm count is dropping, uh, we still have maybe enough sperm to create a pregnancy, whereas in a, in a woman, there are other issues. So talk to me a little bit about what, what's going on with women versus men in fertility from what you've seen. Yeah. And in relation to like how these toxins affect our, our fertility in general too, is that it really depends when we're exposed to these toxins and when we're exposed to them, when we're having rapid cell growth, like when babies are in utero, that is a huge, a huge problem. So, um, it's part of the reason that some of these men could be less fertile now is because they possibly could have been exposed to chemicals all the way back in utero as well. And uh, so it's not uh, just an exposure now, but it was an exposure way back mm -hmm. then. So it's like definitely cumulative. And so it's just an interesting thing to think about. But as far as um, fertility with men and women, it actually is a really common misconception that most of it falls within with women. Um, actually mm -hmm. a third, a third of infertility can be attributed to men, a third to women. And then a third, we don't know is unknown, which really okay. unknown means like, that's kind of probably in the world that we work in, like, how can we optimize or what things mm -hmm. can we like detoxify or how is your nervous system and those sorts of things. It doesn't mean we can't find out, but it's just not known in the conventional medical community. Um, but really it's half and half in essence for men and women okay. and in, infertility. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. One of the things that as a chiropractor we work on is, you know, obviously the nervous system, which controls everything. And we have to be very careful about what we say we treat because what we treat technically on paper is subluxation, bones out of place. And the ramifications of that are massive nerve pressure, pressure on the nervous system, decreasing or increasing nerve flow can cause organ systems and not just pain, only 10% of the nervous system feels pain. The rest of it conducts everything else that you can imagine. So uh, we have many stories, and there's been loads of research on fertility related to chiropractic adjustments. I have had numerous women come in because they've read these articles and saw the research. Uh, our profession's doing a pretty good job with it. And I have had men as well as women come in and, and say, okay, what can you do in this area? And I said, well, we know where the neurology goes and let's work on those areas and see what happens. I don't wanna make promises in that area because as you know, it's extremely complex, but let's take one of the potential reasons or one of the multiple reasons a couple is infertile and get that at least uh, taken care of. And what I find, and I think this is also reflected in the research is that women have a much better result at the chiropractor for fertility than men do. So whatever problems men are having neurologically, they seem to have less, maybe because there's less to worry about neurologically, I, I, I would have to guess because I mean, the, the uterine, to be able to hold a pregnancy um, mm -hmm. as, as well, you're talking about more neurology to, to conduct um, in, in a, a fertile and, and an attached placenta over a, a series of months than it would be to just generate enough sperm to do it, right? So that situation, I think that might be some of the reason. But whatever the case is, I, I think it's, it's interesting that there's even a mechanical reason for infertility, a nerve mm -hmm. pressure um, correlation, which is such a simple and safe thing to put into the equation when you're looking at uh, couples that are having, having issues. Certainly do all the medical testing, look at everything, um, look at the hormones, clean your diet up, all the stuff we're going to talk about in a minute. But uh, to incorporate um, even exercise, which we'll talk about, 
uh, into the scenario along with chiropractic care and yoga, I think uh, you shouldn't be ignored because it's so mm -hmm. simple, inexpensive, safe um, as, as, you know, uh, part of the answer. Do you, in your training, has that ever come up that, because uh, I know you can do chiropractic style adjustments um, in, in, in your training, does that ever come up in, 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 in your training, that there's a relationship? I've never specifically, um, I recommend people to go to the chiropractor and acupuncturist when going through fertility journeys or preconception, but I've okay. never necessarily put that connection together with chiropractic and fertility. Like I've never heard of a study. So that's really cool and interesting to me. Uh, There's, I, I know of yeah. a lot of studies with acupuncture and fertility actually. So some mm -hmm. acupuncturists will actually come when people get IVF will come to the IVF clinic and do needling right after an embryo transfer mm -hmm. or wow. something like that, which is wow. really cool. Um, so I've totally yeah, yeah. am on board obviously with that. So I think that's really amazing. Oh, it's, it's always exciting for me when I hear that the two communities are um, working in concert for the benefit of the patient, mm -hmm. because, you know, so often things get lost and the bottom line is you still have a patient here that needs help. So you can get lost in the state regulations and rules and who who's heading the case and all the egos with the doctors involved. But you still have this poor patient who's suffering in some way, shape or form, and they're not being served properly. The communication between all the physicians and all the doctors and all the therapists and everybody involved just isn't there. And uh, to hear that, uh, you just made my day. I love that we're, we're blending you know, natural medicine with you know, disease care with healthcare is probably the easiest way of saying it, right? I mean, because that's the difference. You and I foster health more than we save people disease while they're, you know, in the disease state. We do to that degree as well. But we're not, uh, we're, we're more about fostering health. That's you know, it's a, sort of the, where the focus is uh, for mm -hmm. us. Um, another question I got into or wanted to get into with is EMF, you know, mm -hmm. the uh, radio frequency EMF and just plain EMFs and their effect. I had heard years ago and did some research on this that you know, a man carrying a cell phone in his front pocket um, for four hours can decrease sperm counts uh, incredible amounts, you know, up to 40 percent. Um, and obviously, you know, putting radio frequencies, you know, we know the effects of something like X-ray, for example. We know that there's effects with magnetics on the body, magnetic fields. We know the magnetosphere of the Earth um, is important. And even the position of the moon changes the tide of the ocean. So mm -hmm. if if we can have magnetics and electromagnetic force in other words electricity and radio frequencies running through us it's silly to believe that there's no effect since these are man-made um, entities man-made uh, processes going on uh, to, to to just ignore this is is crazy so the research is out there you know, I, I could find numerous articles really quickly on sperm counts and EMF so what, what, what do you do in that area? Do you advise people on that? Does that come up in conversations? Oh yeah. And I think the same as you, I advise people with kind of a common sense approach. It's like, this is possibly dangerous to your health, you know, by being exposed to these frequencies all the time. And even a, a part of the world health organization has even labeled EMFs as probably carcinogenic. So yeah. we, we know that they can cause issue. And so there has been a lot of studies specifically on sperm count. And so the reason why is because of the free possible free radical damage, basically yeah. disrupting DNA. Um, but mm -hmm. I do, I do advise people on it and it's so hard to get away from, and it can be really 
scary for a lot of people. So I just give very simple recommendations most of the time, which include like turning your phone off at night or on airplane mode, keep it outside of your bedroom. Um, don't have your phone on your lap or your phone or your computer on your lap or in your pockets. So try to keep them off your body. And then a Wi-Fi timer is another really easy thing. You know, keep a Wi-Fi timer. So then at 11 PM, it turns off. So at least when your body is like regenerating and cleaning and, you know, getting that really good sleep, that's so important for so many of our systems, then the Wi-Fi is not on. And then you can have it turn on at 7 AM when you get up, you know, um, which that's is pretty a, easy. That's a tremendous tip. That's a yeah. great tip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I have a timer on my uh, cable box. Um, oh. for the same reason because cable boxes in my bedroom um, and I, I one time when we first hooked it up I remember laying there and hearing some kind of buzz hum mm-hmm. something's going on I think I I'm thinking well Bill Gates is scanning my body now <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, so I'm like I, I really I'm on a rant with him the poor guy you know hey marriage is tough um, but yeah to have um, something like that in the room just buzzing away it, it was creepy and I thought, hey, I know, I'm just gonna put a timer on this thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And so anything that I'm gonna record on that DVR box, it's just not gonna get recorded in the middle of the night and who cares, it's, most of it's uh, silly stuff anyway. Exactly. So I, uh, I, I'd love hearing the thing just pop off and you know, I don't, I don't I, it turns on sometime in the middle of the day, you know? Mm-hmm. But to put it on your, on your Wi-Fi is, uh, wow, that's a great idea. I yeah. have not done that. I just unplug it once in a while, but that's great. Yeah. And I mean, anything electrical that's plugged in is going to emit at least some sort of EMF actually. So whenever you're not using something, just making sure it's unplugged can also help reduce exposure. That's obviously going to be a lot less of an exposure Mm -hmm. than something that's transmitting like Mm Wi-Fi or something like that, but it's also just really easy and it'll save you on your energy bill too. 